0: The Coon Hound Collective podcast is brought to you by CZ Welding and Custom Dog Boxes. Dog boxes built by hunters for hunters. Check these guys out today. This is your host, Jason Snergrove, and I will be your guide as we journey down the road to pleasure hunt or hitting the long trail to those great cop hunts. This is the Coon Hound Collective. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead.
1: Welcome to the House Podcast.
0: There you go. That is Augusta. Augustus. Augustus and Vaughn.
1: Augustus Von Spencer.
0: Augustus Vaughn Spencer. Very good. Well, Augusta, let, let's have it. Let's hear about this hunt. What what hunt did you win?
1: About the last um, youth hunt for kids.
0: So he won the Kentucky State Youth Hunt. Kentucky State Youth Hunt. So what kind of dog was you hunting? English. dog. English. Yeah. Do, do you like English dogs? Is that your favorite or you got a different, different well, favorite? Favorite.
2: That's your favorite? He said that was his papa's favorite. Oh,
0: that's your papa's favorite. Okay. <laughs> what what's your what's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Stay close to me. Poppy English too. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I've got uh I've got a kennel full of English dogs myself. A
2: good deal.
1: Good deal.
0: So uh what, what did you think about winning that hunt? Did you, you call your dog and, uh, strike and treat him and all, all by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, do you hunt? Well, you know,
1: like, like, until the last drop, like,
0: can tell which? Come up, come over here, I can't time. hear you.
1: Well, until the last drop, I, um, you know, I went to trust the dog, I was hunting an other boy's dog.
0: Yeah. So, uh. How, how many other how many other people were on your cast was it was it two more or three more? I think it was about. It was, it, it was a four dog cast. Four dog cast. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, can can you tell us a little bit about that cast? How, what your dog what your dog did? How how you operated? How many coons did you tree? Four. Four coons, man. You's putting it on them then.
2: Yeah, she had two by herself, and then uh, two with dogs.
0: Wow, well, that's that's uh, that's pretty good. I would be happy to tree four a night around here.
2: <laughs> that's a, that's just a common night around here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh that's pretty exciting. H- how old are you? Six. Six years old and Kentucky State Youth Champion. How about that?
2: Yeah. He done. A, he done. A ex, he done an excellent job of handling these dog.
0: Yep. So we put
2: a lot of put. A, we put a lot of time into it, getting him ready, and and he done an excellent
0: job. Yeah, and and I want to talk about that here in just a minute about you know helping a helping a kid get get ready and what it takes. But uh, what what all prizes did you win for winning that?
1: So I win two dog treat bags, a big dog treat bag. Two um, a dog balls and a trophy, a hunting light, coon stroller, and I think that's it. A five
2: hundred dollar scholarship. Five hundred dollar scholarship.
0: Wow, that's uh that's pretty good. You you you're set up to, to go to a trade school or a college already and sound like you got some coon hunting gear that'll last you a little while. Yeah, you want, a, you want a new big dog light. Wow, that's that's a nice one.
1: And now, um, and I, I, I also got a big dog sticker and I put it on my door.
0: It, it, what kind of sticker was it?
1: Big dog.
0: Big dog, okay. Well, whenever I get done talking to your papa, I'm going to get him to send me his address. and I, I'm going to send you a couple of stickers myself. Okay. So, thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Well... Uh, I think that, that covers the youth part. Can we, let's talk about Powpaw. Uh, how, how did, how'd you get into coon hunting and, and kind of tell us where you're from and, and, and fill the listeners in all that?
2: All right. Um, uh, well, I'm from Mount Sterling, Kentucky. I was born and raised here. Uh, I've been around here about all my life. I'm 66 years old now. And, uh, I got into coon hunting with my dad when I was seven, uh, my dad, he hunted anything he'd look up. He uh, he was basically a red bone man, but he'd hunt anything he'd trick him. and trick uh, And we, uh, I was raised up around dogs all my life. Uh, uh, either rabbit hunting or coon hunting or bird hunting or squirrel hunting or something. I always had a dog involved. Uh,
1: or
0: dog
2: hunting. We, uh, I've been hunting since I was seven, so that's what, fifty nine years. Yes, sir. So, I've seen that.
0: So go ahead. So, how how did you? So obviously, probably back then, was you was your dad competition hunting back then, or were y'all just just hunting, hide hunting, meat hunting, that type of thing?
2: Well, no, my dad he competition hunted up in up in his later years. Uh, he didn't, of course, he didn't start out competition hunting. He just no hide hunter, you know. Uh, and uh, he, um, we lived at that time. We lived in Owen County, and there's a lot of coon down there, and coons was high back then, you know. And uh, he, he had an old red bone female. He called Kate, and uh, I guess she was a good, and I never did get to hunt with her, but she was a good, I guess. And uh, Lord, he fill the stripping room and the garage and everything with coon hides back then.
0: Yeah, that was a. Uh... Definitely, when coons were high, that was a, a a popular popular thing to to do. People, you know, went out and harvested coons and and sold their hides. And you know, there was a, a downturn whenever you know the fur market went down. But you know, I, I I almost I mean, I know some people say it's a dying sport, but I almost see a uptick back in it. You know, here as of late, um, you know, we yeah, we we, Aubrey,
2: had, we- I agree with you. I'm seeing, I'm seeing more youth hunters or more younger guys around, around the bigger hunts. And I'm seeing uh, uh, more youth hunters around these youth hunts and youth events, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you know, we have PKC hunts, you know, around here, you know, you can be the one pretty much any night of the week, you know, within an hour or two to drive. And, you know, there's different faces showing up there all the time. So, I think, uh, I think it's headed it back in the right direction. I do think there was a downturn there, but I do think it's headed back in the right direction. And, you know, just like your grandson there, you know, six years old, you got him on the right path and, uh, you know, got him out there in the woods and already got him some exposure and winning, went went in the youth state there in Kentucky. And that's, uh, that, that's what it's about.
2: Yeah. Um, I've got another grandson that likes to go too. He didn't want to go to stay on, but he likes to go, uh, he's uh he's nine and uh, he likes to go some too he's not as enthused about it as as augustus is but he's uh he likes to go and i've got another little grandson he's just about six months old so we see where he's at
0: well it you know th- that's uh that's important and i tell you i uh i've got two kids i've got four kids actually the 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 oldest one coon hunted with me when she was small and you know as she got older she kind of got away from it and uh the the next one he's been been with me a few times and and he kind of likes just going and then the next one my my uh, youngest boy he went him and my youngest girl went with me has been with me quite a bit and um about ruined them you know trying to train puppies because you don't get to see game in a tree all the time when you're messing with puppies. And, and kids like to see good dog working and, and they know when, when a dog's working good and when it's not.
2: Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah.
0: Well, tell us about a uh, little bit about the, the, the dogs that you've had through the years and bring us up to today.
2: Well, I started out back when I first started, the first dog I ever owned was a walker female. And my dad brought her home uh, in a glove compartment of a 66 Ford Falcon. And uh, he gave her to me. And uh, we we named her Spencer Singing Rose. And she was directly by an old dog called Deep River Mike. I know you've heard of him. And I have a female called Harper Spawball Ann. And I kept her until she was six-year-old and somebody stole her. And then I bought a dog or two, you know, an old trade dogs and this and that and the other and just fooled around. And, and then I bought a little dog. He was about three quarter hound and a quarter shepherd or something other. I called him Slott. and he was a, a cone trained machine. He didn't have a, a big hunt gear about him, but about 200 yards was about doing. But if he struck a cone in that 200 yards, it was treed somewhere. And then I got to hunting with a guy that, uh, by the name of Alan Turner, and me and Alan have been hunting together since 1972. All these years we've always hunted together, and we've owned a bunch of good dogs together. And uh, me and Alan kind of went in partners and uh, bought a few dogs, and then we, hunted walkers and we hunted uh, everything in the world you know and uh, finally we were sitting there one day and he said squeak he calls me squeak he said squeak he said uh, let's buy us a stud dog and, I and said, he
1: calls me little squeak
2: <laughs> and i said he said let's buy us a stud dog and i said what do you want to buy and he said well we have to buy english dog he said everybody's got walker dogs he said we'll I have buying English dog and I said, "All right, let's buy one." So we went together and bought the dog. Uh, Al Gibson had a fur dog called uh, Gibson's Blue Boy Bean, and uh, <clears throat> we bought that old dog. Brought him down here in Kentucky. He come out of Michigan. First few nights we hunted him. We didn't like exactly how he done things down here and all these fences and stuff. But he got adjusted to it, and uh, we um, bred a lot of females to him. Had a had several good dogs out of him and uh, we ended up with one dog we called uh, Beans Blue Boy Buck. That was our old bean and he was a 96 AKC world champion English dog. Uh, I, I won a 96 AKC English, English hang on with him that year. <clears throat> and then we had a couple of blue females out of him that was real nice females. And then we ended up with a female that come from Ed Allen and Steve Allen. Uh, female called Horseman's Timber Queen, and uh, we placed her in the World Hunt four times. Uh, she won part of English Days, part of Autumn Oaks. She she was a well. She's in the AKC Hall of Fame. Uh, probably the probably the cast when this dog I ever put on a lead strap. Uh, she was one of them kind of dogs. If you treat one coon or 10 coons, she'd figure out a way to win that cast. And uh, she was just, she was just special. Well, <clears throat> there's three dogs buried out here in my backyard. Two of them, Beagle Hounds and her. And uh, there's been a thousand we went through here, but that's the only three that's ever made the backyard. And.
0: Uh, but Before we, we get, get any further up, wh- what were these dogs, bred out of um you know
2: well the- old beam old beam was directly by blue boy red okay <laughs> he, was, he was junior bred dog and uh, and old queen was directly by Timber bar buck and how the old poly female that Ed had them won uh automokes with two years in a row and uh they were all junior bred dogs okay uh, and then we we bred those junior bred dogs for years, and uh, we had a male dog that was carrying on the tradition, and uh, we took him to the Grand American down there, and, and uh, he got sick on the way home and died two days later after we got home. He was just a two-year-old dog, and uh, he was he was a special little outfit now. We called him Sid.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough when they get when they're young like that and you see the potential that they could have and and they get sick and died i I had one a a black and tan here at the house that was young and he ended up getting cancer and and dying before he was two and uh it 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 is tough whenever you you kind of well i don't know maybe most people ain't like me i'm just kind of counting on him to to be my dog and um you know to have to back up and punt you know it it makes it tough not only to lose your buddy but but uh to have to back up and, and regroup and figure out what direction to go in next.
2: Yeah, i start all over. <laughs> well, I said <clears throat> I said he was the last one. We had another old dog we called uh, uh, Bones, and he was directly out of an old hammer-bred female, I mean a junior-bred female, and, um, and by a dog that we had that was... Uh, junior bred dog uh, and we and uh, he uh, we hunted him in a cast one night and he got snake bit and uh, down in a uh, country that there ain't no poison to snakes but evidently one they were logging in that country and everyone, evidently one not come off a log truck or something other and he got rattlesnake bit and sterled him he went sterile so we never did get a pup out of him so then we had to back up, and like you said, back up and punch, you know. We had to regroup and start all over, and we just kind of went looking around the country and finding some of them junior females, you know, and getting them back in, and uh, we bred them to the to the uh, buck dog, and, uh, of course, old Buck was, he was by uh, old Bean, and I have a full-letter mate sister to Swamp Rooster. And so that, that was shot a swamp rooster in there then and the junior stuff. And then we started out crossing on that. And uh, we, uh, we got uh, kind of out of dogs, nothing we didn't really like. And you know how you do, you just, you know, the coon dog, dogs, little tree coons, but not the way you want it done. You know what I mean? And uh, so we ended up uh, buying a dog out of Oklahoma uh dog called uh, uh wild times pushing boots yeah. and uh we bought that dog and uh brought him in here bred several females to him he he was he was absolutely a trim machine uh he um uh, i want well the kentucky houndsman association down here has a has a runoff that they run for dogs you know and uh they have seven events. You have to hunt all seven events, and the dog that ends up with the best score, uh, best points accumulated out of that uh, seven events, is the hound of the year in the state of Kentucky. And we won that with him two years in a row, and was leading it the third year, and I sold him. He won the he won the, that old dog won the state youth twice. A girl handled him for me. Uh, I had a little girl handling for me, a girl named Dakota White. And she uh, she handled him for me all the time.
0: Yeah. So the do y'all call the dog that y'all won the that Augustus won the uh, Kentucky Youth Hunt with? It is that what y'all call him?
2: That's what we call her. Yeah.
0: Or, or her. I'm sorry. Her. Um, is she out of the some of that stuff? The the Puss and Boots or some of those some of those dogs?
2: She's out of a female that goes back to some of that old Junior stuff we had. And she's directly by that Hatchet River style dog.
0: Yeah, she she's a she's a good looking hound. I I like those blue ones. My uh, my buddy Brett Stevens he 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 gets on to me all the time, but I I'm a I'm a fan of, of the blue ones for sure. Or, or or not just the blue ones, the odd color ones, but I do like the blue colored English dogs for sure.
2: Yeah, I do too. I, the old Queen female that I was talking about, she was blue. Old it's blue. Old Bean was blue. Uh, Long uh, Bones was blue, uh, you know, we've got a lot of good blue dogs, The hammer dog we had back several years ago, he was blue, but right now we We've kind of got a line of dogs going but, uh I've got a grand night dog here I call Curly and uh, He's off a dog I had, a grand night dog called Banjo that was that was by Viper Creek Joe and I have a full litter mate sister to Puss And uh, I bred several females to old banjo and I come up with this curly dog and Curly is his mommy. It goes back to that Shane Montgomery's that old log chain, Leroy dog, and several of them dogs, you know, and, uh, but now it's just a, she's just a different kind of dog. She's, she's action packed. She's going to make something happen. Uh, She's quick about everything she does. She, uh, she don't blow out of the world, but she'll go on, but she won't pass a cone up. If it's 20 yards or three miles, she'll get under it.
0: Well, that's kind of what you want and kind of what you need really. Uh, you know, nowadays, how old is she?
2: She just turned three.
0: Okay. And have you bred her at all yet?
2: No, I haven't bred her. Okay.
0: Yeah, she's, uh, that, that's kind of, you know, what you're looking for. I got a, uh, English hound here at the house and I'm actually taking Friday and we're going to try our luck at the zones, uh, up in Palmyra, Missouri. And he is a swamp rooster on the top and Charlie seven on the bottom. And, um, he, he kind of, he, he has his spells. I'll say that, but for the most part, he, he kind of hunts the same way he gets out. He hustles, he stays busy, um, he, he can get himself into some trouble, but he also can, can, uh, can look, you know, halfway decent one, you know, a night or two here or there. So, um, it sounds like, you know, she's, uh, she's kind of sounds like, like, like him where he gets, she gets out and hustles around and gets Street.
2: Yeah. She, uh, well, I hunted English. days. said, I want English days with her in 21 and, uh, she was just two when I won English days with her up there. Well, she wasn't hardly two and uh i jerked her off 17 trees in three nights and looked at a coon on 17 trees
0: holy smokes man you know i i lived in illinois for about a year and the the coon hunting from where i'm from was unreal over there uh, with the amount of coons that they have and i I bought a place here just outside of branson missouri kind of in the foothills of the ozark mountains and I just don't, I don't have the coons, uh, here that I've had in other places that I lived.
2: Yeah. Uh, I got a buddy lives down in your country there. Uh, Clint Harp, you know, Clint? Uh,
0: no, I don't, I don't guess I do.
2: He owned. he had that dog we called trigger. Okay. Uh, he, he was off with some boots and, uh, um, uh, his mother and Curly's mother's same dog.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, um, Brett Stevens, uh, he lives, I don't know, about 45 minutes east of me. And, uh, we, we don't, she get, got the lone, she got the
2: lone survivor dog.
0: Yep. He's got the, the, the lone survivor dog, loner. And, um, we don't get to pleasure hunt a lot together, but, but we, 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 we talk dogs quite a bit. Um, and, you know, maybe get together and hang out. And we, we've hunted a, a couple of times together. So, uh, he's, as far as English dogs, he's he's probably, that I know of anyway, the closest guy to me. There, there's a few other guys here, local right around me. He's got a few little dogs here or there. Hey guys, this is Jason over at the Coonhound Collective Podcast. Is your dog box starting to get war? Maybe it's starting to get a little crack like mine is. Maybe you've just been thinking about it's time to upgrade to a to a new box, but... You've asked your buddies and you're just not real sure what direction to go in. Well, let me help you out here. Go check my friends out at CZ Welding and Fabrication Custom Doll Boxes and Aluminum Products on Facebook. You can check out all their custom work they do there and their designs that they do. If you don't see something that you don't exactly like there, reach out to Nathan at 540 810 540 five four three nine five four zero eight one zero five four three nine or send him a message through the facebook page i bet he can fix you up don't wait till fall to get that new dog box go ahead get that dog box now get you uh get you something looking good in the back of your truck that that you can be proud of and that you can haul your dog around in comfort check my friends out at cz welding and fabrication you won't go wrong dog boxes built by hunters four hunters get yours today cz welding and fabrication
2: yeah 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 i just made a cross i got the pups are on the ground now they're 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 about eight weeks old i bred a i bred a puss female uh not champion puss female to this curly dog i've got which doubles up on that timber tiger stuff and uh but uh, I'm 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 awful I'm awful pleased with the way the pup, pups is acting. Uh, I showed them coontail the other night. They're seven weeks old. I showed them coontail the other night. There's eleven of them in the kennel,er and uh, uh, nine out of the eleven just locked it back and rolled with it. And, uh, yeah. I, I mean they and they got they got huge mouths.
0: Yeah, that's that's what you want for sure. Um, speak, speaking of puppies, you know, uh, there was, there was a couple of guys throwed your name out there and, you know, basically said that you, you've probably forgot more about hunting and getting dogs going than, than most folks out there. How, how do you go about picking that puppy, um, that, that you want to keep from the litter? Is there something you look for specific?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> Me and Alan, you know, we're in partners on all these dogs and the way we do it we'll get there together in the kennel or one day or in the barn where we got them at and we'll go through them and we'll pick us out four, and we'll pull them out and we'll put them four to the side and sell the rest of them, give them away, whatever, you know, and uh, let guys that hunts with us have them or something, you know, and right. uh, we'll pick out those four and we'll, uh, we'll just keep watching them four we won't even pay no attention to the rest of them. Them four our pick and uh, we just watch them watch them progress and watch them grow and watch their actions and watch their eyes and and see how they react to different things and and then when they get up 5 6 months old we start uh, we start turning release cones to them and uh, uh put an old dog with them and uh, turn release cones to them and if they're going to come to the front about eight or 10 release coons, but they're, they're coming to the front.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I've heard some people, you know, turn, turn and release coons to them. And, uh, I, I've done a, I've done a combination of a little bit of everything and probably screwed a bunch of dogs up too. So, um, but, but yeah. So whenever, uh, whenever they, I guess they, you start seeing what you want out of them from those release coons or, Are you taking them then and hunting them with that older dog in the woods on wild coon? Mm -hmm. Are you taking them by themselves? Or what do you do then?
1: Are you looking for a hound that is producing winning puppies? One that is throwing proven winners? Then look no further than Grand Knight Champion. Champion. Silver Champion Stylish Bushwhacker. His pups have earned $450,000 in PKC and $80,000 in Pro Sport. He is a PKC Super Stake and UKC Performance Sire and number three on UKC Current Reproducer list. He is throwing hard going, hard treeing, get in there, get it done, tree dogs. If interested in breeding to Bushwhacker, contact Justin Davenport on Facebook or at 954-614-8138. Bushwhacker is located in Fredericksburg in chilled
2: or live breeding. When I get one started running, treeing on them release cones, I'll jerk him up and start hunting him by himself. He might be eight months old or he might be a year old, but uh, when I see what I want to see, when I see he's popped and he's got that sense to look up, uh, I'm funny. There's two things a dog's got to do to suit me. He's got to go hunting and he's got to get treated and stay treed. And, uh, uh, if he won't go hunting and he won't stay treated, he won't eat here long
0: whenever you take them from, from re, turning that release coon free, you, you just, you take them out right by themselves and, and you start, uh, are you having a walk on them or are they just going on their own after that? Or
2: how? Well, what I do, what I do, I got, I got spots down here that, that, uh, you know, in cornfield time and acorn time and, and uh, uh, when Kirk comes just working the creeps and stuff. I got places I know I can get after a cone. And I was like an old pup, seven or eight months old, walking around the edge of cornfield, and it, he smelt some release cones. He knows what he's looking for, and as soon as he starts running and treading them, buddy, it ain't long until you can drop him anywhere, and he'll go look for one.
0: Yeah, I used to... Well, I mean, you, you'll start
2: some on them release cones that, uh, that'll look real good on them release cones, and then they may never be able to trick on. them. You know, out in the wild, they just some of them, all of them don't make. I mean, it's just, you know, that's part of it. That's the reason we pick four. You know, that's the reason we always pick us four pups.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty good advice there for somebody that's got some, some pups and they're trying to make a decision on what, what to do is pick more than one to take a look at there. But, uh, well, you know,
2: you pick out, you pick out four like that and you, you get them together and, and you watch them all the time. You, you pay more attention. You pay more attention to four than you will eleven in a pen or ten in a pen, or you can you can kind of single them, single them out the way you want to watch them. And uh, and my buddy Alan, uh, he's a, one of the best I ever seen at picking pups. I mean, he just uh, and he's one of the best hands to start a dog there was. I mean, he he can absolutely start a dog now. Yeah, and that's
0: you know that's, I myself I myself. By
2: myself, I'm not a, I, w- I won't lie to you, I wouldn't tell you at all, I'm not a pup man. Uh, I like to take a dog that's running and trend and then put the finishing touches on. When I, got, when I got it, when I bought her, a kid had her down in the hills down there, and he'd been a squirrel hunter in the daytime, and coon hunting her a little bit of a night, and she'd run and tree, but that was about all she knowed. And it took me two months to get her off them squirrels. And, uh, uh, i like to never got her off of them. She loved them. And, uh, but after she quit them squirrels, quit fooling them squirrels after night, then she went to tree consistently. And, uh, I just kept hunting her and kept hunting her and 30 days before English days in 21, I had another female here, a, a main street lightning Jack female that I was going to hunt at English days and two days before we got ready to leave, she came in heat. So I had to move down one stall in the kennel and I just picked a weed up and took her to English days. And for four days up there, I never seen a dog and I don't guess I've ever turned a dog loose that looked any better.
0: Boy, and it is something special. Whenever you've been hunting one, you've been out there hammering it and, uh, you know trying trying to like you said get her broke off squirrels and stuff like that and then and then that switch flips and it's like they're they're a different dog
2: oh yeah 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 she just uh, you know she just figured out that she wasn't supposed to food squirrels she's supposed to tree cones and then that, she went to drink cones and i just you know i just pounded her but i mean i hunted to hire off of her i mean i hunt six nights a week and uh, and try to keep. I I try to keep three dogs hunted up all the time because I got a boy that handles for me, and a boy by the name of Andrew Ratliff he handles for me. He um, he hunts the curly dog most of the time for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let, let's let's talk about that a little bit because I've interviewed several people, and one common denominator in success is good bred dogs. People that get out there and, and stay with them, but also people that's got a a team of people around them. That's, that's one of the common denominators that I see people that, you know, they, they either have people they can put puppies in the hands of, or, um, you know, like you yourself, have a partner and, and a handler that, that can hunt some dogs for you. How, how important is that to, to, to be successful in this sport?
2: Well, it's too much work for one man to do by himself. I'll tell you, I mean, I've got, I've got three boys. And every one of them a coon hunt. I've got, I don't know, 10 or 11 grandchildren. And this little one is the most enthused about coon hunting of any of them. But uh, you just got to have help. My wife's the best help it ever was. I mean, she uh, she don't care if I come in here at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I tell her I'm going to take me a nap. I'm going to hunt tonight. She said, well, I didn't figure there was any other thing you could do tonight except go hunting. So, I mean we've been together 39 years and I've been going hunting there since the first day I met her. And, uh, but she, uh, she understands that that's what I like to do. And, and she's a big help. If I go off on, you know, a road trip somewhere hunting or go to a big hunt somewhere, she, uh, she takes care and feeds my dogs and what dogs has left her at the house. And, and I mean, you just can't do it unless you got a team effort. And then I've got the boy that handles for me, uh, Andrew. And then, of course, Alan, you know, he still hunts. He's 72, but he still hunts. And uh, uh, we've got another boy that's just kind of started picking up and going with us, a boy by the name of Isaiah Miller. And uh, he's, um, he's got a dog of his own. Uh, he's getting some age on him. And he's actually, he's got a young dog off my curly dog right now. He's trying to get started. He's got him running trend, So he's kind of on the way. And, uh, he's about, uh, I think he's 11 or 12 months old.
0: Yeah. I just, you know, I, I know with me, you know, I'm, I'm out there and I'm, I, I wish my, my kids would be, be more involved in what they are. But like I said, i about burn them out hunting puppies. So I, I definitely understand. And my, and my boy, he'll, if I ask him, he'll, he'll go with me. And there's some times that he, he wants to go, but I know when, whenever, you know, I had to leave the house or whatever, they're they're right there to step up and, you know, feed dogs and look after dogs, make sure they got feed and water and, you know, stuff like that. And, and I know that's a important part of, you know, spe- especially if you're going to competition coon hunt and run up and down the road, you, you got to have help.
2: Yeah, you absolutely do. Even if <clears throat> even back when I was just running one dog, I mean, when me and Alan were just partners, you know, and we just, we just kept one good dog to run up and down the road with all the time but it's, it's a big help just to have somebody ride along with you and help drive and help take care of the dog around the hunts and stuff. And you know, if you hunt all night and handle a dog all night, but it's hard to drag out of that bed of a morning and get out there and get the dog out of the truck and feed him and water him and, and get him up and, and get him out there and let him use the bathroom and stuff. That's a great big job. So, you know, you gotta have help.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. Well, um, is there anything else that we that we missed? Any dogs that we missed uh through there that you wanted to cover? Well,
2: I mean, not really, no. I mean there's an old dog that I owned half of. Well, and I ended up selling him to Gary Campbell, the boy that owned Bluegrass Amos, uh, an old dog called Bing Bang Boom. We placed him in the top twenty world on a couple times. He was a big old only bred dog. I bought him off a of boy and sold a buddy of mine half of him end up buying him back and end up selling him to gary for pretty good money back in them days i mean i sold a dog for five thousand dollars in the early 80s that was pretty good money
0: yeah yeah for sure and uh you know i i, I talked to a guy the 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 other night and um i believe he said he he had a litter of puppies he sold and he sold a couple a couple of those puppies for 5,000. That's what he was saying. He said, you know, back in the day that was just unheard of money.
2: Oh yeah. I remember when Gary sold Amos to RF Dickey, I was standing right there when, when Dickey counted the money out to him, he gave him 10,000 for that dog about a year before I sold Gary, that other dog. And that was just, you know, it was an unreal amount of money i mean that just that was just crazy money for a dog uh,
0: yeah and to to think about where we're at today and some of the some of the figures that are thrown around for dogs today is you know it's just mind-blowing
2: yeah well see we at one time allen uh uh he owned old red man see he sold him to steve allen and uh, uh, uh he bought him when he was about fourteen months old, and he sold him Steve when he was about eighteen months old, and and uh, you know we've owned a bunch of ones through the years. Uh, been 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 fortunate uh, to Apple. have.
1: Uh, did I um ask something to you?
2: Yeah.
1: Did I ask that did I um him um, tell him I mean, like.
2: Hey, uh, Jason. Uh, Augustus wants to tell you something.
1: Yeah, here. go go ahead, so, buddy. So, all dog names. So there's Maggie, Curly, Queenie, Hitty and Bon Jovi. All right.
0: So which so, one? Which one is your favorite?
1: I would say my favorite of all is Curly.
0: Curly. Okay. What, what makes him your favorite? I
1: don't know. Just the colors on him.
0: Just the colors on him? What, what color is he? Red, red. Red dog. A red dog. Okay. Yeah. At a distance, he looks like a red bone. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like to me, he's going to like the red color ones instead of the blue color ones. Yeah.
2: He's kind of partial to the red colored dogs. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's got a female here. He calls Maggie. Uh, she's a... Uh, Lotto four female, uh, we're just waiting on her to come in. He breed to curly and, uh, she's a um, nice little female. She, she threw a lot of coons. She's a, uh, she's a little weak on her hunting, but she, she'll throw a lot of cones. Yeah. She bought, she bought him. I gave her to him when I got her.
0: And, uh, well, it sounds like you definitely got him on, on, headed in the right direction as far as coon hunting goes. And, uh, he, he sounds like he, he knows what he's looking for in a dog.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you now, if you'd have been on that cast the United state youth hunt and watched that kids handle that dog the way he did, I mean, uh, Jason, we were standing there and she was 600, I was looking at her on the garment. She was 686 yards in the country in there and she made two barks and he struck her and she located and he treated her. And I was thinking to myself, Gus, you might have gotten too big a hurry there. And, but she just turned it over and rolled it off. And she sat in there and treed the three minutes and nothing ever did cover her until we got right to the tree and then everything came in there and backed her. And she had a can. They all took a minus.
0: You know, talking to some youth youth people, and especially, you know, people as young as him, you know, they, they don't they don't worry, they don't really think about, you know, okay. What does everybody else got on the scorecard? What do I need to do? They they just call the dog for what it's doing and just have a good time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's what he done. Well, he treated he treated her the third time. She was eight hundred and eighty yards. I just barely a good ear, and he just he just jumped up and struck her and treated her in two barks, and I mean in two breaths.
0: Yeah, and. and- you know, I, I I like I really like that. You know, sometimes I'm I'm out there and I'm thinking, okay, do I need to treat this dog if he comes if, if something happens and he comes treed with the last three or four minutes? Do I need to do I need to treat treat this dog or should I hold off? And you know, when those kids are out there, they're just having a a ball and having a good time, and they're they're just calling the dogs for what what they're doing, and I just think that's awesome.
2: Yeah, and I to be honest with you, Jason, I've never been a defensive handler. I've always been an offensive handler. Uh, if mine opens, I'm going to strike it. If yours opens twice and you don't strike it, the third and you make, he belongs to me. uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, and and you know what? I, I, I know sometimes, uh, some people say that will get you in trouble, but you know, I, uh, the, the more that I go and the more I participate and, you know, a lot of times in a cast, I'll, I'll just pay attention to what other people are doing. And the people that I see winning a lot, uh, especially locally around here, you know, that's that's kind of what they're doing. They're, they're playing offense uh, more than they are defense.
2: Yeah, I, I've never been a defensive handler. Uh, I've never been that way. If mine locates in there and I'm hunting a one-bark tree dog and he locates, I'm training right, wrong, or regardless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I can ever get back to the place that I got a dog that's got a good locate, I I, I would love to be that way. I know uh, the loner dog that we talked about on my buddies, uh, he, he's he got a good locate when he comes on the tree. And, and if I had him, I'd treat him every time he he done it. But the the one that, that I've got here, he is, which he's still young and he's still figuring it out, boy, he's a, he's a mixed up basket of, of uh, of chop on ground, chop on tree and, Sometimes he'll triple ch- chop as he comes on the tree. Sometimes he just rolls right on the tree. And so you, you gotta be paying attention with him.
2: Yeah. Z uh, for sale? <laughs>
0: well, no, I, I'm, I'm going to hang on to him a little while. I, I, uh, I, I might, might end up doing something with him later. I, he, he's really all I got right now to hunt.
2: Yeah. I'm looking for a good young doe. Something, something around two year old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, there's some out there just, you know, fi- finding the right one and with the right tools that you can, you can do something with
2: you. Well, if you hear here, if you hear of anything, let me know.
0: Yeah, I will. Well, Hey, I, uh, I appreciate y'all being on a podcast and Augustus, I, 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 appreciate you, uh, telling us about your hunt and what you won and, and about your papa's dogs there.
1: Okay. So thank you thank
0: you well thank okay. you it was a, it was an honor to talk with you today and, and to have you on the podcast and uh hopefully hopefully we'll be talking to you more and we'll, we'll see see you and and uh it or maggie or curly or one of them dogs in, in more pictures uh in the future
2: Say so we will yep we will all right buddy. appreciate it yes Thanks. sir
0: thank you thanks guys for listening to the coonhound collective podcast today we really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to listen to the podcast if you don't mind head over to facebook and give us a like and head over to instagram and give us a follow it's both at the coonhound collective also if you would like to reach us here at the coonhound collective you can reach us at the coonhound collective at gmail.com if there's someone that you would like to hear on the podcast or a product that you would like to hear talked about please send it to the coonhound collective at gmail.com thanks again. Have a great day.